Welcome to Monkey Talk, brought to you by... The Bald Monkey Wrestling <laughs> all right we are live we're having a technical issue that i have just fixed and now we are live and now Hello. we are good to go now we're good to go well everybody it's thursday night live Ooh, and again. i always am loud Hot when mic. i do these Hot intros mic. man Hot always mic. always we are live we got christopher here and tonight we are joined by a man who stands somewhere between six foot eight and six foot ten, depending on who you listen to and what website you look at. He comes in at somewhere around 295 pounds. He is a multiple time singles competitor champion. He is a multiple time tag team champion. He is the heathen logan creed welcome sir to the show because i think scott just lost his job you're taking over the, <laughs> taking over the announcement at action right off i the i would love to do something like that it would be so just for one match it would be so amazing just to be able to do that i wouldn't care who it was for where it was it would be awesome to do as long as you say the part where either he's either six foot eight or six ten <laughs> we don't know it's somewhere, <laughs> he's somewhere in between that <laughs> well, Logan, welcome. Welcome to the show tonight. We're glad to have you on. Thank you for taking the time and joining us. Thank you guys, man. I've been looking forward to it. We like to hear that. So we, we were able to catch up with you at one of the uh, one of the old action shows, but we wanted to have a more formal sit down. We've braced the pod, so we should be okay. I made sure yes. that all everything is tied down. So we believe we're we're ready to go. So we're going to try to get started here. And we'd like to start all our interviews with how people began. And not necessarily how you began wrestling, but what was young Logan Creed like? Little Logan Creed growing up, what was he like? Uh, yeah, I was, I was an introvert kind of kid, uh, believe it or not. Um, I was I always tell people I had the best of both worlds growing up. Uh, my dad was kind of the sports guy. And, you know, athleticism is kind of where I got that. But then I had an older brother or an uncle, but I called him older brother. He's only a few years older than me. Uh, he was more the comic guy and the, you know, he liked to draw. And he, he was on the whole other end of the spectrum, video games and all that. So I had this great combination of the two, you know what I mean? And, and I kind of didn't ever really fit in with any crew of people because I was playing sports, but I didn't really like all the things they liked outside of sports. Like I just liked sports. Then I wanted to go and play video games, you know? So it was, you know, I was just a weird kid growing up. Like I kind of didn't really ever fit in in any social environment because I was just all over the place. And I didn't realize at the time that I actually fit in everywhere because I liked a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? So I figured that out later on in life. Um, 
what you uh what did you uh, grab onto like be it, it's tough when you have so much variety but what were the things that like you really gravitated to the most uh it was definitely well wrestling obviously was that you know that was that was the one thing that i kind of found friends in growing up uh because we all watched it together and and participated in it together um you know as kids so that was definitely one of the things and like i said you know wrestling in, in school and football, that was a huge thing for me. Uh, and then comics, that was the other, that was, that was the other side of my life. Um, you know, I always, I wanted to be a superhero. Like I, I we literally spent years of my life pretending that we were superheroes as kids. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, that was, those three things are really the things that I, that I attached to growing up. Were, were you a big kid? Like, I always wonder, like, these bigger adults, <laughs> were you, so, like, that big also when you were a kid? You, this is what's fun is, uh, you know, people always be like, oh, my God, you, you probably walked out when you were born. Uh, I was actually tiny. And uh, and even my own son, like, when he was born, he was tiny. And now he's he's on his way to probably being bigger than I am. But, um, but no, I, I didn't really start out, you know, bigger than all the other kids. Uh, I think I hit my growth spurt when I got to high school. Um, when I graduated, I was six five, and then you know I put on three more inches after high school, so I was still growing, and I was a young like graduate. I graduated at seventeen, so yeah, I was still I was still developing even even after high school, um, obviously. So, um, but no, I, it wasn't. It didn't become apparent that I was going to be a giant until probably junior year. I'm I'm still trying to get to that six five. I'm working on it. I, I figure maybe by senior, senior, senior high school, I'll be there. <laughs> six five. You'd be lucky if you get to six two. Hey hey hey, easy. I can wear bigger lifts. Shoes. There you go. Get some lifts. Just put we'll the get some lifts. <laughs> so let's talk about wrestling and how it gets into your life and and how you start falling in love with it what stood out in wrestling that grabbed your attention you know honestly the thing that stood out the most when i first started watching wrestling and probably my earliest memories from my grandparents house was the community of people around would come and watch the old nwa uh pay-per-views um on you know at my grandpa's house he was the only person that had a satellite dish that could get it so I remember watching them watch wrestling and literally standing up screaming and throwing things at the television. Like it was insane. Like it literally was, you know, they believed it. They, it, they fed into it and it was an event. It was something, you know, it was like Thanksgiving or it was, that's what we did. And everybody was there. And it was like a big, huge social event. So that was what I first remember about it. And even at that age, you know, I really had invested into what was going on. I just knew what they, how they were reacting to it. And then later on, I started watching it because he would tape everything. And uh, so I just had hours and hours of old wrestling tapes. And I've told this story before, but like, I think I watched Arcade 87, like two or 300 times as a kid. Like during the summer, I would just play it over and over. Wore, and wore out the tape. Yeah, no, literally, I, I mean, it was, I actually, I met uh, Nikita Koloff recently at a show. And I literally had to tell him, I was like, man, I watched you and Terry Taylor uh, <laughs> probably 500 times. Like, I was like, I love that match. Like, I'd still watch it. I still like to watch it. And, yeah, he, he kind of just shrugged it off. Like, 
but no, I mean, that was it was it, it will always mean something to me because I've seen it so many times and it, it will always be one of my favorite pay-per-views just because it was the one that I had growing up so y- you watch something that many times I have to imagine you start mimicking or imitating or acting out an entire match because you have oh, it yeah. memorized at that point yeah is, is that when you go I could do this I could be a wrestler. Yeah, no, that was, you know, I mean, it, it was always that way. We were wrestling, all, I mean, me and my brother and my uncle, like, that's all we did. We were always wrestling. Like I said, we would we would wrestle as superheroes. So we would have matches as superheroes, but we were wrestling. Like, it was crazy, you know, the stuff that we did. But, you know, I guess when I finally, I, you know, I graduated high school and I kind of, I kind of, let it go for a while and I was doing sports in college and uh when I quit playing football and kind of tra- and I transferred to East Georgia um for whatever reason I just I had that urge you know I just I wanted to wanted to do it and then I was approached by a, a professor at the college about doing it and so that's kind of how the door opened because I didn't really know you know how you, you you're, th- you're th- talking the back act in 04 before you know MySpace was just coming out so it wasn't like there was, you know, a nightmare factory up the road or, you know, all these great schools that we have now available. There wasn't any, you know, they had the power factory um, for WCW. And then I didn't even know that that existed at the time, you know. So it was it was just a chance thing that, that, that I started training and literally the rest is history. I just started traveling. And back then it was the same deal. You couldn't message somebody on Facebook about a booking normally you had to either show up or somebody had to know you or you had to send a VHS tape <laughs> yeah that was a thing it really happened and then you may not ever hear back you know you can't even see if they read it there's no you know, you can't, the bubble doesn't show up and show that they read the message they probably just toss it out so yeah it's a different time now and that was yeah. a lot of the reason why I think you know there's a lot of reasons but I kind of got out of it even after I started wrestling after about five years, just because I knew that I wasn't going anywhere. I knew that I wasn't good and I wasn't really getting anything out of what I was doing other than losing money and and staying on the road. So I took, I left for probably five years and then come back in uh, 2012. And so that was, I think that's really when it started. You know, 2012 to 2015, I was getting back in the groove. And by 2015, I had, like, kicked it into gear. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm fixing to make a run at this. Uh, and so here we are. I, I need to ask one question. I know this goes way back. You just told a great, like, interlude for Chuck now to talk about your wrestler, wrestling training. But I need to know, superhero with a cape or without a cape? Without a cape. I've never cared for the capes. <laughs> we're good we, we can continue we're on we're good. Good. Continue. we're good we're good so you, you you mentioned that uh a professor at uh east georgia came up to you and 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 asked you what what was that conversation like was it just like hey you're a big dude and you look like you can wrestle i could show you yeah. well no that's actually you know i was wrestling for the college um, okay so I was, I was just in the gym working out one day and, you know, he approached me and asked me, he's like, man, you, you know, you like professional wrestling? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I love it. You know? And uh, he said, well, you should come, come to check out a show. 
So that, I mean, that was how it was. And I looked into it and, uh, and actually, uh, I ended up training at a different show than the one he was doing. Cause it was, it was in Statesboro, but, um, you know, it was right there where I was going to school. Uh, they ran a local indie show and I went, paid the money, uh, started training, um, during the week, like between classes and stuff like that. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was this, it wasn't, you know, people ask me like, Oh, well, who trained you? And I always say, I'm like Sean Hunter. And they're like, Oh, well, who's that? You know, cause Sean never, you know, he never made it to that next level mm-hmm. and hell he was even, he was as green as grass when he was training me, you know, he, he was two years in, but like I said, it was just a different time and people were breaking into the business different ways. You know, some people would just show up and had never been trained a day in their life, but they had something that looked like gear and they said that they were wrestlers. There was no way to fact check them. Yeah. You know? Now you mentioned you you did wrestling in college. I have to ask, being as large as you are, were you ever pinned in a not, in a match? Often. And that's that's the only I did not win a whole lot, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was not pinned very often either. Uh, and it was because of my length. Like the people just could not. It was just aggravating to try to. <laughs> to try <laughs> on that's, me. that's too funny. So. You, you started and you, you talked about, you got a little bit of training from the school, from the professor and everything. You got a little bit of training from uh, Sean Hunter. You played sports. I'm assuming that you, you've gotten hit during football. What's the comparison? And was, it, was the bump in the ring different than anything that you had felt previously in sports? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was... I mean, it was completely different than anything I had experienced. You know, I remember that first week and, you know, it, the training when I'm for that, you know, I literally, all I did was bump for like a month. Like I, they just ran me and, and I just took an ass with them every day. You know, and I didn't learn anything else. I wasn't learning moves. I wasn't learning how to do anything except for fall. So yeah, man, it was completely different, a completely different, feeling the body, you know, now at this point it's, it's repetitious and, you know, I don't really feel it anymore, but man, <laughs> I, I can remember those next mornings and, and wondering whether or not I really, really wanted to do this. Um, and you're but, a taller guy. So it's a further distance to the ground. Exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's physics. Yep. <laughs> How do you think the guys feel that I, I'm doing stuff to guys? That's, that's the one thing I always love to hear is like, Oh my God. I've been... <laughs> It's, it's like taking a top rope bump every time. Like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, that, I love it. Um, so I totally lost my train of thought there. For I'm thinking of like everybody up on the top rope, just because the, the power bombs and some of your matches that I've seen are just epic that you give to give to these guys. And they're not, they're not all small guys that you you have given that to. So, uh, kudos for kudos to you and kudos to them to be able to to do all that. Action wrestling. We've seen you there a couple of times. You've wrestled. Uh, let's see, Orion Bishop. You had a win. You wrestled Octavius Black. You had a win. Earlier on, you wrestled uh, O'Shea. Edwards, I think in Tennessee, That's right. did, did not come out on top in that one. But in the latest match against the suplex assassin, Mr. Alex Kane, 
who we'll be talking to next week, you came out on top. What is it like to be in the ring in at action, you know, when there's only 35 spectators there or so? What what's what's the feeling in the building when you walk from, you know, walk from out behind that curtain in the back or the stanchion thing, whatever, whatever Matt's got. <laughs> Then, you know, action is one of those shows, and I, I tell people this all the time. Um, I love that crowd. I don't care if it's if it's only 35 because they make it feel like it's a room of 500. They really do. And it's because they have this love and passion for wrestling that's different than the old school, typical Georgia wrestling fan. And that's not a knock because I love those fans. They, they eat up that old school Memphis style wrestling. But you know, Action has done a really good job of integrating this modern era of wrestling into the Georgia scene. And you can see it in the matches. You can see it, like you said, in the crowd of 35 people who are on their feet and, you know, appreciating what's going on. And, and that's, I love that. I think that's great. I think that is the evolution of what we do. I think that's the evolution of wrestling. It's been evolving to that for a long time, uh, whether people want to accept it or not. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the people who are, you know, paying money to watch this to just appreciate the visual of what's happening. You know what I mean? And I love that. I think it's great uh, because they really do. And, and like I said, there's 35 of them, but to me, there's 500 in there because they love it with everything in them, and that's why they're there. It and and when you watch it on IWTV Live. And you can get a five-day free trial by using the code ACTION. It's a good plug. <laughs> right? Um, you, you you get that sense. Now, ACTION's next event is February 12th. We have no information on if you're going to be there or not. We're, we won't even ask because we know we're not going to get an answer, yes or no. Uh, but at this point in time with the 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 wrestlers that you have seen in and around action, is there someone within that, within the promotion that you would want to have a match with? You know, this is going to blow your mind. Uh, there's one guy that I've never had a singles match with, and we've known each other for years, uh, Matt Sells. It's never happened. And to me, I think that would be a very interesting concept. The boozerweight, <laughs> the boozerweight against the heathen. I like yeah. it. Those are, I mean, two streaks that are yeah currently going go. on. Maybe they meet at some point. I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But no, they everybody on you know all the guys. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to come into action so much was because of the talent that that Matt has, uh, the guys that he was bringing in. Uh, you you know we plugged IWTV, but you know he's he's getting all of us opportunity to be seen outside of there mm -hmm. and in today's world you that that goes so far and he's so unselfish when it comes to that because that's literally his goal is to to get guys that he sees and appreciates out of there and to that next level yeah. uh, and a lot of people don't a lot of people don't do that a lot of people don't care it's they're about their what they're doing and, and that's all there is and there's nothing wrong with that either but it's nice to have somebody like that in your corner and that's that's trying to do that you know what i mean and trying to help these guys out because it's hard you know especially in today's world and with everything that happened last year 
Yeah, I think for the first time ever, literally all of, of the wrestlers, everybody, we were all in the same boat. We were all struggling. It wasn't like, you know, your buddy's struggling, so let me help him out. No, we were all there. Nobody could get, nobody could get bookings. You know, we're all trying to, we're all trying to find work. Um, yeah. so it, it hurt everybody. And so that's, I'm appreciative of guys like Matt, you know. Matt is definitely a good guy. And, and some of the other talent that has been on action shows um, that people have seen, ha you've actually had match matches with a number of people outside of action that people know, like uh, Kevin, Kevin Ryan, who we talked to this past Sunday, and uh, AC Mack. You had, a, a, I think, at least two good, really good matches with him that I've seen, you know, uh, guys like Adam Priest, you know, yeah. so it's nice to see that you seem to be like the 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 Georgia, the state of Georgia, like champion for <laughs> for for independent wrestling. Like, I really mean that, like looking back at, at your career and, and to see where you wrestled and who you wrestled. I mean, if if there ever was a state champion, it would be you for Georgia. That's, I pride myself in, in work. Like, I want to work as much as I can. And that's just instilled for me from a childhood. Like, that's the way I was raised, was work. You got to work to get whatever you want. Nothing gets handed to you. And, and I believe that. And, you know, I've, and I have. I have put in the work. And I, and I continue to work. And I'm going to continue to work. And, you know, one thing I know I would never want to do is, is show up or be lazy or, or take a night off. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know, if I, I take if I take a booking, I don't care if there's five people in the crowd, uh, whoever it is I'm in the ring with is going to get the best that I have. And there's people who to this day curse me for that and tell me I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, if I go, I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not toning it down. I don't care because I, I do this because I love it. And also I'm doing it for the guy I'm in the ring with because I remember being that guy too who was getting a shot at somebody, you know what I mean? And, and I didn't want them to take the night off. You know, it, it, it kind of brings you down mm -hmm. when you, when you, when that happens, if you're looking forward to a match and then you get there and this guy doesn't want to do anything because he's taking a night off, you know, what does that do? It, it, it hurts the spirit. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't do it. Yeah. You go like 110% in the ring. Like every time, I mean, you, you, and was it, was it Bishop? or black that you guys like literally like broke the ring that was that was, that was bishop and then like every time you hit the ropes i'm like oh my god they're gonna snap they're lit they are going to snap <laughs> listen I'm, i have a bad track record for breaking rings okay i have i have <laughs> i think i'm up to like four or five now in my career oh, that man. I've, I've broken so it's not my fault. You got faulty <laughs> equipment, man. But you got to buy a better ring. So. <laughs> there was one match that I watched earlier today when I was looking at some stuff, and I had it on the background. I, and I don't know if it was you against O'Shea or you against. Is it, um, in Tennessee, it was against O'Shea when they broke the corner. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. I was like, oh my god, how did, how did the ring stay up? I mean, yeah. holy crap. It broke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, see. man. Let me you check. All right. When, I, when you see me hit the ropes and the whole ring slides, <laughs> that's when you know it's going to be a good night. <laughs> Definitely. Every, everybody on the one side of the ring just gets a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm going to take a, a break from our normal question line. We had a question in the chat from Trisha. Ann. She was admiring your tattoos. So right. I, I, maybe you could pick a tattoo or two and, and see if there's any meaning behind them. Oh, my God. No, there's zero meaning. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, lines and colors. Uh. Yeah, no. Um, no, I, I kind of kept it uh, with the Celtic knot and stuff like that. Now, there's actually, a, you know, I don't know if you can see it, but there's a face in mm -hmm. this one. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted it to be done to make it look like armor. Basically, like, oh, yeah. uh, yep. like short gauntlets on the arm. So that's why it, both pieces are similar, but there's different designs. There's dragons in this one. Oh, so. Chuck's favorite. Chuck loves dragons. I do <laughs> love dragons. But no, there's no hidden meaning, nothing. Yeah. Just some, just some tattoos, man. I just want some, some tattoos. Good looking tattoos. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Trisha. Two good looking tattoos. <laughs> so we we started talking about what motivates you, but what interests me is what's next. What what are you shooting for? You know, we we talk about you being like the state champion of Georgia and putting hundred and ten percent in every match, but what are you really shooting for? What's the goal? Uh. You know, that's so hard to answer because, you know, it, everybody's answer to that usually is, oh, I just want to make it or I just want to get signed and, you know, stuff. And of course, like, I want to, I want to do this for a living. Like, yes, that's why I'm still doing it. If I didn't at this point, I would, I would just get out uh, because I'm just in the way, uh, honestly, of, of younger guys. So um, that is still the goal. And, you know, I'm giving myself probably a four year window from now and, you know, the next four years. And depending on what happens with the current situation at MLW, and then afterwards, I'll I'll see what happens. You know, my my goal is to take that next step after MLW, um, if needed. You know, if hopefully, and I always say this, I hope that they grow, you know, and become a company that can that can pay guys. You know, like an AEW or WWE. I really do, or an Impact, uh, which would probably be closer to what they could be able to do, but. You know, that, I hope that I hope that I'm able to get them to that because I'm there and I want to do the best job I can. Um, if not, then I hope that the work that I'm doing there will get the attention of some of these bigger companies and, and I'll be able to take that next step. And I think it is. And I, you know, I try to keep in touch with people and, and keep my network um, and make sure that people know what I'm doing and know that. Uh, so the opportunities are going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got to keep doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, we often uh, talk to guys and, and ladies, and, and I think the common trend is just stay ready. Just be ready for, you know, whatever could possibly come and whatever could opportunity could pop up because you never know when it's going to come. No, you don't. And that's, you know, the, the story with, uh, with MLW, man, it was, it's, such a, it's such a great story. I couldn't have written it any better um, because in 2018, yeah, 2018. It was the end of the year. I had been, I just started traveling and training with Austin Theory, and uh, great, great match on YouTube. Yes, if, if you haven't seen it, dude, I'm gonna tell you, dude changed my life, and we can go. I can go into that in a whole other talk, but um, you you are the average of the people you surround yourself with. Well, I surround myself with the best. How about that? That's yeah. a, <laughs> and, and it did wonders for me, but um. I kind of, we were talking and, and I was like, you know, I said, I'll be, I think I was going to be 34 next 35. Uh, and yeah, the next year. 
2019. I'm sorry. It's, it all runs together now. Um, totally I understand. I was like, you know, I said, I'm getting older. I've got a baby now. Um, you know, I've already got two kids with Brooklyn. Now we got a baby on the way. I was like, you know, I'm, it's kind of trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Like if something isn't going to happen, then I kind of need to step back and figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Uh, so I just kind of set my birthday that next year as a deadline. And I was going to assess where I was at, assess what was happening, assess the opportunities I'd gotten. And I was like, but I'm not going to just say that and just sit here and wait. So I literally every day when I went to bed, I would lay in bed and I would find five promotions to send my resume to. Uh, wherever they were, whatever I could find, and I just sent them. I sent MLW one, I sent one, you know, I'll send one everywhere, any show. May have got two responses back out of probably 250 emails. Uh, and they were both no's. Uh, one was from DJ Hyde at CZW, and I forgot where the other one was from. But so hmm. I guess it was April, no, July, July of 2019, I'm in the gym. Um, day of a show, getting ready to go to the show. And I get a random text message on my phone. Uh, would you be interested in talking to MLW about a contract? I had no clue who this was. I had no, and I thought, so I, I was like, all right, somebody's ribbing me. You know, this is, <laughs> I know what this is. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he said, can I call you? So he did. Well, it was it was George, and now George is one of the agents for MLW. And um, I started talking. It took me a minute to actually realize that. Oh my God, this is serious, you know. So we started talking, and uh, and long, you know, it it went from there. I started talking to myself, but I actually signed a contract with MLW on my birthday, August twenty oh, second wow. of twenty nineteen. Nice. So if there was any more <laughs> like, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing, then there it was because I signed it on the date that I said I was going to decide whether I wanted, or I wanted to quit. That's now, story. now yeah. if our if our crack research team has this correct, uh oh, at okay. at about the same time that this was going on, uh, WWE had uh, called possibly for they a tryout did. as well they did yeah um and i gallows uh, i never told this one so we're just gonna put it out there uh gallows had a lot to do with that uh because i and i i kind of I've, i assumed it for a long time but i can confirm it now that's why i never said anything about it uh because i had went to him because he was the closest guy that i knew who had kind of been through that whole process of a contract and so i knew he would shoot it to me straight mm -hmm. with what i needed to do Mm -hmm. And literally about two or three days later, <laughs> I get a phone call from uh, William Regal. I was actually in the grocery store with the baby. And um, I looked down on my phone and WWE's calling me. So That's I completely so surreal. forgot. Right? I, I forgot I had a child for five minutes. Uh, and was talking to William Regal on the cereal aisle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, it... it I was going to do it. I talked to, I was very open with, with court and, you know, them at MLW about the opportunity that had been given. Um, they were really, they wanted to get me on board by uh, September because they wanted me to start. Uh, so I reached out to people uh, that I knew down in, in Orlando and uh, kind of got a feel for, for what may happen. And it turned out that, you know, 
I was kind of told to just go with MLW um, because with my not really having a name backing going in, you know, even if I was to be signed uh, financially, it wouldn't be enough to move me and my family to Orlando. And so that was kind of, I mean, that was really money, you know, money's always the end game. Uh, that's why I was like, okay, let me wait a little while. And, you know, there's no harm, no foul. It turned out I couldn't even go to the, um, they didn't have an opening anyway. So it had been spring of the next year before I could even went to the trial. No. So it, it, I did the right thing. And then you see what happened in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> are, I probably would have been there anyway. So, um, it Things was, happen the way that they're supposed exactly. to. I, I went with my gut and, and trusted, you know, what I should do and, and it worked out. Yeah. So I got a shout out to the King's wife. Thanks for the sub. She says hi from Georgia and Trisha Ann is just coming with more questions. So <laughs> impressive how you do these giant dives to the outside. Even more impressive is when you dive and still land on your feet. <laughs> have you practiced that is that a is that something that you do in the gym just like hey i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try <laughs> i'm gonna try diving over the ropes and uh land on my feet no you know so this is crazy um the first time i ever did that uh i didn't even want to do it uh ace haven who i don't know if you're familiar with the name ace haven uh he runs pro south wrestling out of alabama in piedmont they run every friday night show great i love ace to death known him for years uh, they brought me into a show i guess it was probably 10 years ago um uh, in um phoenix city alabama and um they had us tagging. And so Ace just like, man, you should dive. And I, I thought he was, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. He's like, no, seriously, just do it, man. <laughs> never done it, never attempted it. Uh, and I did it. And then I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Cause uh, I have a huge fear of heights, huge fear of heights. That is legit. I am terror. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good thing you're 6'8", six, 6'10". Six, <laughs> I get it. But um, I'm not afraid to do that anymore. So, you know, I knocked it out, but no, it, I kind of just, I, if I think I can do something, then I'm going to do it. I, I think that's really all it is. Like if I get it in my head that I can do it, then I just make my body do it. I, that's the only way I know to describe it. Was the it, first dive, was it over the top rope or oh, between? Yeah. Uh, okay. Over. Yeah. And it was terrible. I wish there was a video of that. You'd get a good laugh. I think my feet hit the ropes and like I passed up <laughs> side of the ring. It was, it was only up from there. It was only, it was only up from there. There you go. All right. So we've talked a lot about inside the ring. Let's get outside the ring for a little bit. Um, we know you got a family. Uh, we see all the memorabilia behind it. We talked a little bit before we got on, but what kind of hobbies are you into? I know wrestling it involves a lot of working out, but we don't, we don't say that's a hobby. We say other things are the hobby. The working out is part yeah. of work, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's work. The gym's a tax write off now. That's yeah, all that is. Go. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do that. There's a lot of stuff I have to do. Um, <laughs> no, uh, like I was telling you guys before we started, you know, you see all this stuff behind me, uh, as a kid, uh, my dad and I were really big into, um, baseball card collecting. That was, that was what we did. That was our thing together. And so we still have all that stuff. We have baseballs and signed pictures and signed balls. Um, 
just a ton of stuff that we never got rid of anything. I, we, we literally don't get rid of anything in my, my family. Uh, I, I still have toys that my kids play with now from when I was a kid. <laughs> So yeah, you know, yeah. See, <laughs> see the tag belt right there. <laughs> boxes for no reason, you know what I'm saying? So we have another house that just stores stuff that we just keep because we can't throw it away. Um, but no, that you. So nowadays, uh, it's been, you know, video games are. I'm big into those. I play those with the kids, um, and I'm still into comics and stuff like that, and and toys. Uh, I really <laughs> probably overbuy toys now. That's that's the new thing. Um, and I'll send you some pictures of that collection, too. That's that's a whole other, yeah. There's a swap. Big, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see them. Yeah. I mean, I got the old wrestling figures up here. Oh yeah, no, that's Mr. It, yeah. Mr. Bogo, <laughs> and then Roddy Piper right there, and then I got there's like oh they're everywhere behind me. They're all over the place. Yeah, have you ever seen the Hot Toys, the the one six or one eight scale figures from the movies of uh of all the superheroes? Yes. Oh yeah, those are yes. amazing. Yeah, okay. So there's just a room with shelves of those, the Batmobile, like everything, man. It's I gotta get signed at a big company so I can afford this addiction. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's not even about my family, really. I just need to. Buy <laughs> Some somebody, anybody, help this man out! Yeah. Come on. I really just want to buy toys, guys. This, this is really what this is all about. We're, we're going to start a new fundraiser just for you to buy toys. Yeah. Help, help Logan buy toys. Help me buy toys, please. So, is it my... Is it, you're up. Are you yeah. going? I'm up. I'm, you're well, up, Well, <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw one of the questions that came across in the chat was, uh, in particular, about MLW. Now, when you, you started, you had the 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 name grogan and then you kind of morphed right. back into logan creed and now you're into somebody else can you talk <laughs> about that um uh let's see um similar build yeah, yeah possibly you, yeah you guys look the same yeah, I, I can say this about it um it was really really out of nowhere um but you know one thing you hear wrestlers say all the time is that we're artists you know we call ourselves artists now uh well to me this was a, such a huge opportunity to paint a whole new picture and and really dig in to something different and i think that's important you know what i mean to do and and i really just embraced it and and took it you know when they gave it to me and man they're happy and that's what matters uh and i'm happy because like i said it's given me a new direction it's given me some new things to play with it's given me some new ideas um and it's it's working so yeah we look a lot alike um uh, yeah and there, but there's so many options there with it in the future uh even going back to logan creed so I, I, that's i'll leave it at that because i don't want to spoil things but uh, there's a whole there's a whole lot good that can and probably is going to happen with that in the future where it'll it'll entertain both. Nice, so. and that and that character has that that person who looks somewhat like you has has aligned himself with a pretty good group of uh, guys in the um, 
in the contra unit yeah if you don't watch mlw you should no yeah it's something when when somebody comes to you and tells you you're gonna be the mer- the monster for um for fatu uh <laughs> who i look at and i'm like that dude needs a monster <laughs> right <laughs> but but you know that's that says a lot that says a lot about about what they they see in my ability you know what i mean and, and like i said they're happy you know they, they took a chance on it and it, it worked that's what counts that's what counts so we're gonna we're gonna stay out of the ring but still be talking a little bit about wrestling so traveling you've been in and all around the state of georgia in florida up and down the east coast do you have any funny interesting some <laughs> sometimes horrific traveling stories uh, that you can tell us that's a yes that's a yes <laughs> <laughs> man so God, how, all right i'm not gonna say this guy's name because uh protect yeah understood it would embarrass the hell out of him but um i will say so you guys know odinson right from the end odinson mm-hmm. and you've seen the tag team mm-hmm. yeah okay so when we were doing fip odinson and i would always travel down to wwn fip in tampa uh just because it was easy and we were always on the show together well this particular trip we had took another guy with us and uh he got opportunity wrestled had a great match but um we were we were driving back that same night, so it's two in the morning. The other guys are sleeping in the back seat. Me and others are talking and, and listening to music, or whatever. And we just get this smell, like just just hard, you know, just really. And I, it's I thought it was a paper mill. I was like, man, it's like terrible. Mm. So after a few minutes, I was like, dude, that's what is that? So this guy jumps up from the back seat. And was like, I need to stop. Okay, cool. So, so we pull off, he goes inside, we're standing out there and we're kind of walking around stretching and I reach back in and I'm like, dude, whatever that is in here. So Owens just sticks his head back in the truck and he turns around and it like the look on his face, it was just the best moment and I'll never forget because it was like a half horrified but half smile. And Odinson just said he shit himself, and, <laughs> and dude, we I swear to God, we laughed for thirty minutes. And he, the, I didn't think the dude was gonna come out of the bath. Like he was so embarrassed to come out, and it, it was. <laughs> but we hosed him the whole way home for another four and a half hours. It was every he oh, no. made. Like it got to the point where I was embarrassed for him, so I just quit picking on him. But Odinson just did not cut him any slack, man. Any slack. Um, that was I, I'm trying to remember if there's any other, but that one's that one's the most recent one that I have like vivid memories of. That's that that's a pretty good one. That, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't think we've had anybody have have something like that happen yet dude, that we've talked was, to. No, no defecating in the I'll car. Give rides. Him, I'll give the <laughs> Man, he cleaned my truck. Like he, 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 he was so apologetic. I mean, it's one of those things, man. I mean, come on, we we've all been there at some point in our life. Like, yeah, you know, just not and with it, a group of wrestlers on the, yeah. <laughs> the worst thing you could possibly do. Uh, but to his credit, I did tell him. I was like, man, I'll never tell anybody. And I did tell you guys, but I didn't. Well, we don't know who it is, so it, it you didn't anyone. tell anybody. That's right. It could be anyone. <laughs> yeah. 
And and those of you that have never smelled what a paper mill smells like, oh, it's a terrible. paper mill is like the the rottenness of eggs you'll yes. ever smell, and it, yeah. it it doesn't like go away. It no. gets in your nostrils and it stays. It does. So. I'm so glad. I mean, I'm not so glad, but I'm happy that they no longer have the paper mill close to where I live in Pennsylvania oh, yeah. because I have the creek on one side that smells like ass. I got the paper mill on the other side and then f formatting the triangle to a point. I have the Starbucks uh, coffee factory that you can smell the burning of yeah. like the coffee beans and it is terrible. Going on. It, it is, dude. It is. Depending on, oh, and then when I worked, when I worked near, uh, oh man, what is near the Amish people? You have the, the by all the farms, man. It's the manure. The, the, yeah. Those are the four. Those are the four smells out here in Pennsylvania. That's all you get. That's all you get. No, it's just it's just paper mill in Savannah. <laughs> just, that's all, yeah, Georgia, Georgia. That's just paper mill. Yeah. All right. So here we are. We're at favorites. Uh, we'll try to, we'll try to switch it up a little bit. We, uh, we talked about toys, so I need to know what your favorite toy that you own is. Ooh. Oh, Snake Mountain. The, the He-Man Snake Mountain. Mountain, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's just my favorite because I just got it. So. <laughs> How big, so you're a big guy. How big is Snake oh, Mountain? Oh, man, uh. <laughs> God, I wish I had it. Like, I guess I could get it. Um, dude, it's like waist high to me. So waist high to me, and probably you know, it's 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 big. Holy cow! So this, yeah. this guy signed this man so he could pay for not only his toys <laughs> but the house to fill his toys. Yeah. <laughs> right, if I ever like that, there will be a basement, and it will just be. I'll play with them again. I'm just. I'm nobody will ever see me again if I ever get that. Like I'm just gonna be playing with toys like I'm 13 again. <laughs> we don't judge. We don't judge. I, I don't care. I'm too big for anybody to judge me anyway. So. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's like it's like the tweets that I put out in in the promo the promotion for this. I was like, dude, you if you don't want to show up, that's on you because uh, th this man might take you out somehow. He will reach through the screen. It's possible. It's possible. All right, so we know your your love of superheroes. Who's the favorite superhero? Uh, probably got to be Incredible Hulk. I was I always loved the Hulk. Um, and I think just because I related to that character so much, like you know what I mean. It was it was rage, and then it was just kind of quiet and and you know laid back, and that was kind of who I was. You know, I was very quiet and, and reserved until I was pissed off. And then it was just, then it was hard to turn that off. So I related to that. I, I get that too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two of the same coin. <laughs> so let's go to the other side of the coin. Favorite superhero villain. Oh, man. Um You know, this is this is gonna be an oddball one, but I was always a fan of Mojo from from the X Men. I don't know if you remember Mojo. Yes. Yeah, dude, he what a like what an interesting character that was. You know what I mean? Like it was it was just so out there and and so off the wall. But 
he was he was insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just it was such a great character. Um, but no, it was that was I loved that character. Uh, when I, especially when I started getting into uh, the X Men and reading the comics and stuff, I'm like, man, this dude's like insane. And then I love, of course, the old cartoon that used to come on in the '90s. Oh, like God, I love the way they portrayed him in that. Um, so yeah. So you talked a little bit about your sports fandom, and obviously, there's great memories when it comes to attending sporting events. Do you have a favorite sporting event memory? You know, probably from when I was playing football, uh, my senior year, um, we uh, we had a crosstown rival that uh, that you know we played every year, and it was like a really, really, really big deal. I mean, we, there were fights in the grocery store parking lot between the Vida players and the Lions players, like during the week, and it was it was a big de- it was a big thing. But um, we weren't that great my senior year, and so we had beat them seven years in a row. And they kind of felt like that that was going to be, they had a really good team. That was going to be their year. They were going to finally beat us. Uh, they had put it in the newspaper in town, like quotes from the players talking about, you know, what they were going to do and how, you know, it was, it built it up pretty big, man. It was like, yeah, this would be, it was going to be a huge match. You know what I mean? You want to talk about wrestling? I remember they, uh, they crowd that night actually was the first time they ever, there were people that had to sit on the heel of the field it was kind of it's kind of they call it the pit and it kind of looks like a coliseum the, the bleachers go around it um it was crazy but we uh we won the game 16 to 9 and we actually stopped them on fourth and goal from the two yard line oh wow and and i actually helped make the tackle uh so that moment like you want to talk about like when you know that you want to be in front of a crowd the rest of your life, because I like ripped my helmet off and I'm standing in the middle of the field, just screaming at the other side, just like talking mad shit. Like, <laughs> everybody there. Uh, yeah. That was the moment where I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do this. Um, but no, that, I will, that's a memory that I'll never, ever forget. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Let's get back in the wrestling ring. You're a big guy. Who's your favorite big man wrestler in wrestling history uh it's got to be taker you know right you know just at the start um just because i've i've taken you know so much from him and and what i do in the ring um you know i I really am a student of his and and never met him but you know i i can i watch and it matches all the time you know especially I'm, i'm the kind of guy that when i've got a match coming up and i know what I'm doing, you know, who it's going to be against, I'll go try to find a similar style where Taker had a match with somebody of a similar style mm. and just study it and see how he did it, you know? And then, of course, implement myself into it. But I, I just really think he he got it. You know, he understood. He not only understood how to be a big man, but he understood how to sell and, and make it believable and get, um, you know, one thing that's hard for a big guy to do is get sympathy from a crowd, you know, and he's, he was good at that, you know, without looking like he was dying, you know, or he, he could get that sympathy just with his eyes and his facials. And so I love that about him was his ability to get a crowd behind him when he was getting beat because, and without saying a word, without doing anything, he could just look and he could give those looks and, and it would, it would pull him in, you know, 
So I've, I've tried to steal a lot of that and, and use that uh, in my own, you know, in my own career. So that leads me to the next question because there was many different versions of The Undertaker. I was thinking the exact same thing. Which version <laughs> of The Undertaker is your Yeah, I like, I did not like Biker Taker. Uh, and I don't know. Now I go back and I watch some of it. And now that I'm not watching it as a fan, mm-hmm. uh, I actually do enjoy it. But at the time, I could, you know, as, as that young kid as a fan, I hated it. <laughs> I was so mad. You know, I wanted, I wanted my Undertaker back, you know. But now, like now, I'll go back and watch some of his matches. And he did such a good job of changing up his style. You know, not, not, not over the top, but it was different, you know. And it was just enough that it made it feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he had some really good matches. Is Biker too? Like there was some, there was some good stuff. I actually just watched um, WrestleMania 18 uh, earlier today, and uh, the match he and Ric Flair had. Uh, that was a good match. Mm-hmm. So, I got uh, not- all, all I do is watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly watching wrestling. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got. It. While playing with his, while playing yeah. with well, toys, I, I'll have it on in the background, almost like it's a podcast. Like I'm, like I'm just listening to a match be mm-hmm. called, like listening to them call it, and I can, I know what's happening just by the call. So if I hear something I want to see, I'll just turn and look and watch it. But that's smart. You know, if you ever just need something in the background, like a podcast, you could always go to <laughs> YouTube slash the Bald Monkeys, and I mean, that's exactly that's, right. You might find that there. <laughs> you might. All right, uh, let's see. I want to know, do you prefer wrestling other big men or wrestling smaller wrestlers? Because you kind of mentioned the style of of Taker, and Taker was always known for putting on really good matches with smaller wrestlers. And that was always interesting, that he was able to make them look stronger, even though he was much bigger than them. So what's your preference when you get in a ring? Yeah, I, up until recently, I would always have said the smaller guy because I agree it's it's easier for me to to do exactly what you just said and and put on a really good match and make a guy look really strong. Um, Kevin Ryan, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, that was me and the match he and I had at Southern Honor. Uh, that was still one of my favorite matches. If you've never seen it, like I loved that match. I would love to do it again now because I know where I was at then and where I am now and how much better I've gotten since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see it again. But, um, you know, but now the uh, the match that I had with Ron Bishop, dude, that was, you can't, you can't beat that. I mean, it was just as clean as day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm the world's worst. Like, I picked my stuff apart worse than anybody. Nobody will ever critique me worse than I critique myself. And I had to watch it like five or six times just so I could find something to bitch at myself about, <laughs> you know? Um, but no, that's so recently, you know, there's a lot, there's guys my size now that are emerging on the scene who have that same mindset I do, you know? And, and it's most of them, because most of them are already in the AEWs and, and, you know, they are already there. And so they're kind of off the radar. You can't work with them anymore. But uh, but there's they're starting to come back out and and you know they they're hungry, you know because for years the big guy I feel like the big guy kind of got shunned, you know wrestling kind of took a turn, and nobody wanted a big guy around because 
they had a reputation for not wanting to do business and not wanting to work with guys. And it hurt, you know, it hurt us. And I still get it sometimes. Sometimes I still, you know, it's always good to have that conversation where somebody's like, man, I expected you to be so different and not want to do this. And I'm like, no, nah, bro, <laughs> I showed up to work. Like, let's go to work. Uh, job, man. <laughs> but no, it, it's good. And like I said, there's, there's more coming out. Um, and I hope it continues to happen because uh, the ability to ability for two big guys to have good matches is it, it, such a different feeling in the room. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter how many matches you've had or what's happened on a card. You put two 300 pounders that are over six foot five in a ring together. It, it, people look at it different. It feels different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gets your, I mean, this gets your blood. Like it, it, everything rises. You're like, Holy, this is about right. to happen. Like right. these two guys might like right. kill each other, the ring, right. us. <laughs> you don't know. And then it adds even more to it. Like I said, when, Oh, they're not just, you know, Frankenstein monster and around the ring. Like they're actually athletic and they're doing stuff. And mm-hmm. so that it just, it blows people's minds. Diving through the ropes, diving over the ropes, that's right. That's right. all that stuff. <laughs> well, you got to so you got step over them and then you dive out of them and then I go home. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I do. I step over the rope, I roar, and then I dive out of the ring, and that's the end of the match. That's it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's let's dream book. Let's dream book a match. So you get one match. You get one opponent. And you get the arena to have it in. What's that match? What's that opponent? What's that arena? Oh, I would work Shawn Michaels in Madison Square Garden. It's an excellent choice. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're going to have a big guy, little guy match, you might as well get the best little guy for the big guy, little guy match. And that would mm-hmm. be him. In the be- world's most famous arena. Oh, absolutely. Well, you got to go to Madison Square Garden. Got to. Chuck, you got any random favorites like you always do? Oh, of course, man. Well, we talked about we we talked about you know comic books and superheroes. Do you have a favorite superhero movie? Uh, I liked Endgame um, a lot. I've I've watched it too many times to count. To that's like my go to sleep movie. I put it on and I fall asleep listening to Thanos talk. Uh, <laughs> But um, it's like three and a half hours or something like that. So it's a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm a fan of all of them. I don't really have a favorite. Um, Yeah. They, I'll watch them religiously. Like I said, Disney plus is the best thing ever happened because now they're all on there. So I can just, Mm -hmm. just play them over and over again. Um, But yeah, Endgame was probably, probably my favorite one. Have you watched WandaVision? I'm fixing to start it. I haven't okay. yet because I, I and I want to let them like I like just binge watching stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I don't like I, I hate watching something and then have to cut like oh no I can't watch the next episode right now because I've got Cliff twelve hanging. hours of free time I need to watch all this. Yep. My wife so. is the same way. If it's just one episode, she's like no 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 we gotta <laughs> wait <laughs> gotta wait. Yeah. Okay, you're you're in the gym. You're get you're 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 getting that tax right off now. What are you That's listening right. to when you're working out? Dude, my my playlist is so bipolar. 
Uh, we may go. For, we love we it may, here. We love we, that answer here. We may go from Crayla Field to Anya. Like that's that we're talking that broad of a freaking spectrum. He, he is a man after my own <laughs> musical heart. I love that. Uh, and anything and everything in between. Um, nice. It, music. I love music, and I always say like I can't. I can't sing. I can't play any instrument. So my my music, you know. My music um, taste is is everywhere because I can't do it. So I just appreciate it. I appreciate music and, and what it is, especially music that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I put so much emphasis on the songs that I listen to because every one that I have that I save, it says there was a reason. You know, there's some type of emotion backing for it. So that's that's a big part of it too. And like I said, in the gym, it, it doesn't, it depends on how I'm feeling that day. You know, if, if I'm like kind of chill and relaxed, like it probably is going to be classical, like really salt, like chill it out music. And I'm still look like I'm, <laughs> I'm probably listening <laughs> to metal, but I'm not. And then some days it needs to be metal just because, you know, it's one of those days. So, yeah. Now, if you could pick any band to write your entrance music, who would it be? Man. Oh, dude. Tool. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. they're my favorite. Nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, it has to be Tool. Have you seen them live? No, and I want to. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get to. Um, but, you know, I would like to. And I love, like, Pussifer. Like, I, I'm sure you know, like, man. Oh, yeah. I like, I like some of their stuff more than I do Tool. Um, okay. but, uh, no, I, I love that group, man. If they, they were, if I had a song, I would want them to write it. Nice. Okay. You're on the road. We talked about the, the funny road stories before where, <laughs> where are you stopping to get your snacks to get you through the trip? Where's your favorite place? Oh, dude, if there's a Wawa, we're going to Wawa. Absolutely. I, I, I haven't tried this new Bucky's is the Bucky's the new place. Have you heard about this? You see, I'm no? up north. Bucky's I'm up a, north. It's like a dude. It's I thought it was a grocery store, and it's just like it's a gas station. But oh, wow. they got this amazing food that I've got to get. So right. I'm planning on making a trip there as soon as I possibly can. Nice. Um, because I hear everybody talking about it now. But yeah, Wawa was the when I got introduced to that. I, that changed my life. <laughs> it is pretty good here. Here in PA, we got. Uh, Rudders, which is local to like the central area, and then there's uh, Sheets, and Sheets is in a whole bunch of different places too. I've heard people talk about Sheets. Um, they have they have so. good good late night food. I'm I'm being West Virginia tomorrow night. I don't know if there's any in West Virginia, but I'm gonna have to see if I can check it out. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I, I Sheets is like Park Parker's on steroids. Like that's oh, that's okay. essentially right. Sheets. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, yeah, okay. Be- we know way too much about gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> like I probably spend as much time in gas stations as I do a ring. <laughs> okay, la- last favorite one, and then I'll let Chris get to his next question. But you've been around the world, per se. What's your favorite city to wrestle in? Man, I really like Philly, Philadelphia, and the ECW arena when uh when we went there with MLW I think that was the first time in so long that uh 
like I was legit that nervous, like almost gonna throw up nervous feeling had come back mm. since years earlier in wrestling. Um, not that I don't still get excited, but there's not any more of that fear. Um, but that was man, I was I was super stoked that night for for that match just because I knew where I was and and I was doing the dive like any and like that was like on that that was one of the things that was told to me before it was like, hey, I want you to do the dive because this crowd will love it. And I'm like, oh now you put the pressure on like <laughs> do it anyway, but now you're telling me to do it, sir. Mm-hmm. Um no, it was uh that was cool. And the fans up there are every bit, you know, is is wild and and fun to wrestle mm-hmm. in front of is is that always heard so definitely nothing like a philly crowd Man. well <laughs> nothing like a new york crowd and the next thing to that is a philly crowd that's right that's a new york saying that so <laughs> i haven't got to come to new york yet we were supposed to before the shutdown happened uh so i am looking forward to that um and i know it'll it's it's coming soon so that's all i all got right. christopher that was it. That's our favorites. We made it all the way through. So <laughs> we started at the beginning. We've gotten through the wrestling training. We've gotten through some of your current wrestling, some of your hopes and dreams for wrestling, some of your hobbies outside the ring. Through all that, I'm giving you an opportunity to go back and talk to 10-year-old Logan. What would you tell 10-year-old Logan if you had the opportunity to have a conversation with him? I wouldn't tell him anything. I would really, I would not want to, I don't want to change anything that's happened. Good and bad, all of it, because it's made me who I am. You know, I, I, I just, I don't, I, I've never had a desire because I feel like if you look back and that's all you're ever doing is just looking back and wishing you could have done something different. And mm-hmm. what's the point? You know, you know what I mean? We're not we're never going to get to. So just ride it. You know, the decisions I made, the choices I made, whether they were good or bad, turn me into the person I am today. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad and I'm happy with the person I am today. So I, I don't want to fix it. Good answer. Great answer. Yeah. Now you, you're taking that trip back in time. Are you in the DeLorean from back to the future or, <laughs> or are you going to be in the phone booth from Bill and Ted? Oh man, probably the phone booth. Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how could you not pick the delorean i'm just i am amazed by I'm anyone that the picks the phone I went, to, I went to universal like i've already been in the delorean <laughs> i never that's the best the oh see i already know you so you've seen the good universal with oh, yeah. back to the future yeah. jaws and, yes. king, and king kong, king kong like, yeah. those three rides like that was yes i haven't been since they changed everything either so I will say though, I, I gotta go to Harry Potter World because I'm a little bit of a Harry Potter nerd. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, and nerd now. I may have to cover my face and not, not let people see me when I do that. I think I know somebody who can lend you a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Wait now, Chris, you, you you brought up King Kong. Now there's a new movie coming out. Are you on are you on <laughs> Team King Kong? Oh, so did you see or what I'm Team I'm Godzilla. That war. I, I want that war to happen. Like, oh, I want it, people arguing about it. I was, I loved those movies growing up, man. I was such a God. We watched all of those. Um, I'm definitely a Godzilla fan. So, yeah. If I, I actually put the tweet out the other day, if Kong wins, we riot. Like I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm causing a scene. I mean, They're gonna shut the theater down again because I'm breaking stuff. 
I mean, it's true. It's like no contest. Godzilla doesn't even have to be anywhere near you. Well, that's what, how much gas did they put Kong on to get him big enough to fight Godzilla in this movie? Like, what is he on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. We got all the right answers right there. And, and, and we're at the last question. Got a few extra right answers, too. I mean, true, true, true. And we're at the last question. And I and I think Christopher, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've already asked we have. Logan this question. But we're gonna ask it again because we're live here on Twitch, and it's Thursday night live, and everybody wants to know your cookie preference when it comes to Oreos. Are you on Team Single Stuff, the classic Oreo, or Team Double Stuff? No, double stuff, triple stuff, all of them. Yeah. This has been the greatest interview that we have ever had. Every answer has been correct. I'll you, sir, you have one final yeah. Jeopardy. The uh, My two-year-old, is uh, he's on team just to cream because he takes it apart and he eats that and he just throws them in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally wants nothing to do with the cookie. He just wants to take it apart, he eats the cream off, and he throws it in the floor. So. Oh, man. They they should they really should like come out with like you know how they have the the um like the vanilla icing for cakes yeah Oreo they should li- they do li- they do have that they do have it yeah Just I forgot where else I, yeah I got it from a store one time from a grocery store oh, uh, maybe on the baking aisle I gotta that's check that out hey, you I gotta, gotta get it you gotta get into baking man so <laughs> I that's what my kid's for she loves to bake. <laughs> She 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 bakes all of our cakes. For every, she even bakes her own cake for her own birthday because she likes to bake so much. Man, see, I, I married a wrestler. I didn't marry a, a housewife, so I have to cook. <laughs> that's why anybody ever wonders about marrying a wrestler. What it's like? To, to, yeah, <laughs> you're, married, you're married a wrestler. No, I love her. I'm sorry if you're listening. Don't kill me. <laughs> Well, we made it all the way to the end, Logan. We really appreciate you joining us tonight. We had a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, to everybody in the chat for hanging out. But, Logan, let everybody know where they can find you out in social media, how they can go support you. We uh, Some people asked if you had a fan club. And where can they can buy merch? Merchandise. They, know, yep. they want yeah, everything uh, Logan Creed. So, merchandise-wise, you can go over to uh, Pro S&T's, uh, at the Heathen Logan Creed at Pro S&T's. Um, and check out my t-shirts there. You can also go to the MLW shop on, at Pro Wrestling Tees, and uh, I have some t-shirts there as well. Um, social media is at the Logan Creed on Twitter, um, Instagram, and Facebook. Also at the Mads Kruger is the demon that lives inside of me. You can follow him on, on Twitter. Uh, and then I also have t-shirts available. Uh, you can just direct message me on any of those social media apps. Um, and I have t-shirts that I can mail out, pictures, uh, eight by tens, anything anything you want, uh, koozies, bracelets, you name it, I probably got it. Hey, look at that. <laughs> there it is, there's a koozie right there. He's got stuff. Reach out to him, talk to him, he'll give you stuff. Right. Trisha's already reached out to you, don't worry. You, That's right, you got, yeah. a, you got a message now. <laughs> <laughs> her stuff is on the way trisha your stuff's on the way i promise you, your stuff's on there the way there you go yeah i can't help that the, the, the mail carriers won't ship stuff right oh that reason. that's a whole other podcast yeah. in and of itself another podcast oh god 
my my dad hates me because I'm like I I sent him a birthday card a week and a half before his birthday. I, I we don't live that far away from each other. It should get there in like three days. He gets it 21 days later. <laughs> yeah, it's been rough. After I'm, his birthday. I've had uh, I've had I've been shipping out some t-shirts and stuff, you know, recently, and it, everything's really backed up. I know it took almost a month for one guy to get his stuff, and I feel bad for it, but guys, I promise there's nothing I can do. When I when I get the requests and you send me money, I'm sending you stuff as soon as I get to a post office, I promise. Hey, it, it just makes for a nice surprise when it does show up. That's right. <laughs> That's all. So, True. Logan, thanks for joining us. Uh, everybody in the chat, thanks for hanging out. Uh, as always, go check out any of our interview series over on YouTube. You can come jump on the Bald Monkeys channel on Twitch and check us out. We do have the donations out there still. We are still raising money for indie wrestling. We got something else in the works that we're really excited about that we can't announce yet, but we're just incredibly gushing on how cool it's going to be. So stay tuned for that. Logan, good luck to you. Whatever comes next, I'll probably see you at Action Wrestling at some point down the road. And I'm yes, sure you will. it'll be amazing again. So thank you guys. Brad, I appreciate it, man. And, and thanks everybody watching and sending in questions. I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good All night. Right. Everybody see have you, a good time. Good